Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad to get joined us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for giving us your Word, Lord, and just giving us the opportunity to be like you, Lord, and come to you, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us a genuine relationship with you, Lord, and just showing us how to interact with you, Lord, and get the best benefits from it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. almighty name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we study out the Word, and in this particular case, the book of Acts. So, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Now, if it's your first time joining us, we want to encourage you to take the time and opportunity to pause the message and read in Acts chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. Or if you have joined us before and you just want to refresh on that scripture, it'll make it easier to follow along in the discussion. So just take the time to do that, if you will. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, I promise. Okay, so the Lord um, brought my attention to the um, first verses where Agabus was telling Paul what was going to happen when Paul went to Jerusalem. And the Lord reminded me of um, not to be afraid of giving certain words, especially, um, you know how today most people when they have a word, for example, if someone's not correctly looking at something or that they're going to... Um, be persecuted or die for the Lord, most people would went and say, oh no, I'm not going to share that word. And then as a result, um, they're more so focused on being nice rather than saying what the Lord is saying. And as a result, um, they don't fully enter into what the Lord has for them. And as a result, they can't fully develop what the Lord, the gifts that the Lord has given them. And the Lord was also talking to me about, on Paul's part, how Paul wasn't going, oh man, I know it's going to happen inside of Jerusalem, so I'm just going to wait a little bit longer, and then um, try to use listening to the Lord's excuse to wait, and then trying to look for an opportunity to get out of it, and how Paul also realized that, in that his death, that he would be glorifying the Lord, and also... That he was firm in sight what the Lord has for him, had for him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, uh, I like that you brought that up, right? Because Paul and I was receiving lots of words, right? <laughs> there are lots of people trying to to persuade him or convince him not to go, right? And, and we were talking in earlier episodes, uh, even yesterday or the last episode, right? How. Paul didn't know exactly what was going to happen in Jerusalem, right? Or at least he didn't share that he knew exactly what was going to happen, right? Yes. He was like, I know I'm not going to see you again, 
or what exactly is going to happen, I don't know, right? And I'm paraphrasing that from, you know, chapters 19, but especially chapter 20, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's talking to the elders at Ephesus. And he said, except that there were chains and tribulations exactly. awaiting him. So now he's getting lots of confirmation about what he's about to face, right? But here's the thing. In the Lord's perfect will is his perfect timing. So he's getting lots of words, while yes, not exactly pleasant, right? But he is getting words that are confirming what lies in store for him, right? So yes. we were talking yesterday or the, the last episode about we have a choice, right? To distrust yes. the Lord because, wait, the Lord is only good. And he, he has purposed things on the destiny track for us to do, right? For things for us to accomplish so that he's glorified. Let's go, we can go all the way back to the beginning with Paul, right? When we were first introduced to him. And what happened there? The Lord converted him and... No, even before that. He was the one holding the coats. Okay, while what? While what happened? Stephen was being stoned. Stephen was was being stoned. He was being martyred. Okay. But wait, was that not a seed that was planted? And, and it impacted this man right here, Paul. So, even in, I'll say, death, right? Or just submitting to the Lord's will and everything. Is he still not glorified? Is the Lord still not glorified? I mean, and does it still not produce fruit? What did, what did Jesus say? Unless a seed goes in the ground and dies. Right? It remains yes. alone. It remains alone. But when it does that, it produces much fruit. So, whether, or, and we can even go back to, to the Apostle John and Peter, right? Well, Peter, really. As he was told the same thing, right? He received a word from the Lord. I'm like, hey, you'll die at the appointed time, and this is what you'll see, right? You, you won't even have shoes on. You'll just be led where you don't want to go, right? And then Peter turns around and says, what about this one? Talking about the Apostle John. He's like, if I choose to keep him until I return, what's that to you? You do what I asked you to do, right? Just like Paul writes later, he's like, uh, there are many members of the body. Well, guess what? Every member is not the same. Every part or aspect or cell, right? Red blood cells, white blood cells, whatever it is, they all have a different role and function in the body. Mm-hmm. They're not all called to the same thing. Mm-hmm. But each one has to do its part for the body to function properly. Mm-hmm. Right? Whatever yes. that part is, right? You can look at a white blood cell. Well, what's the point and purpose of a white blood cell? Oh, fight, uh viruses and infections. infections but also is it not the white blood cells that go up to the surface when there's a cut or something and they literally sacrifice themselves so that now we can have new skin and it, it clots up the the wound and okay so you could look at it in a similar facet here we're all required to do our part for the lord right yes and, and that's that's the bigger thing Let's just run them by the Lord and make sure, hey, Lord, what is your perfect will in this? And then let's choose. I want to go do your perfect will. 
regardless of what it, what it entails or how seemingly difficult it is. I'll, I'll tell you from even my own personal experience, doing the Lord's will, even with the, the sometimes not so pleasant things, is a lot easier than trying to go figure it out and do your own will. Even in the, the highlights, it is more difficult and it is harder. And I say highlights with air quotes. Mm-hmm. But even in the, the quote-unquote highlights of doing your own will, you'll find it is more difficult and ha- doesn't have uh, a, as great a yield in fruit, a positive fruit, as we desire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what else? And also, with most people, especially today, um, you can hear this a lot. Um, they say that, for example, someone holds a gun to their hands and says, renounce Christ or die, they'd say, oh, I'd never say that. But then most times when um, they think of, when it actually comes, when it actually happens, they may slightly pale and go, oh, man, that's a little bit hard. And Lord, show me that instead of trying to um, look at the situation to say, well, that's extreme, so I won't do that. Just un- understand that whatever we do also reflects our choice for the Lord. And also, once we make the decision, the daily decisions, then we'll also be able to make inside of the big decisions. And Lord, show me that making a decision isn't necessarily saying, I'm going to do this or do that. It's the continual decisions to stick by what you originally said. To follow the Lord in everything and to not deny him in the small things. So then you won't deny him in the big things. Amen. Amen. But also, when does the Lord tell us to do something? Right before we need to go do it? No. No. When? Usually long before, long before. So we have the proper preparation for it. Okay. So we can get our hearts ready. And that's that's in, you know, everything. I mean, we, we can go back to, I'll say, even our relationship. How long was the Lord talking to you about me and vice versa before we actually met? I'd say a, a specifically by name, at least a year. For- exactly. And that's for joining what the Lord was putting together. We, he was telling us about it long before, so we could choose to come into alignment with it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's for yes. something that is, I'll say, pleasurable, right? That fulfills what the Lord wants, but also, you know, it, yes, it's a marriage. Marriage mm-hmm. always requires work, right? It does. Always requires work. However, we could choose to come in, in alignment and agreement with that or cast it off to the side, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. How much more so would the Lord be talking to Paul and give him time and opportunity to prepare his heart and his mind and to choose to be steadfast, to be faithful, to come into alignment with the Lord's plan when it literally required his natural life? Mm-hmm. Let's recognize this pattern with the Lord. Our, our Lord is not a, oh man, I forgot. Well, hey, guess what? Now I'm going to talk to my servant real quick, and hey, you better go do that in like three seconds. The Holy Spirit is not a bad GPS. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Recalculating. Turn right now. You know, that's not not who our Lord is. He's a good God. 
He tells you long before there's plenty of time to make the adjustments that we need. Again, said another way, preparing our hearts and minds to just come into perfect alignment or alignment with his perfect will. Mm-hmm. And which trans... Oh, why no. did you have something? No, no, I'll, I'll say it after you do, honey. Which transitions into what the Lord was talking to me about was that Paul had to be in the perfect timing. We see inside of chapter 20 that Paul thought it was almost instantly that he needed to go. He needed to basically make a beeline for Jerusalem. And we see here that he's making a whole bunch of stops on the way. And I believe this is part of the will of the Lord, meaning it wasn't for Paul to try to rush into Jerusalem beforehand, mm-hmm. nor was it for him to not go. So I believe that's also something that is being um, talked about here or the Lord is speaking about was that with the perfect timing, he gives enough time for both rest and free to do everything that you need to do. Meaning that Paul wasn't able to cast off restraint and say, you know what, people forget you, I'm just going to Jerusalem. Or he was still ministering and talking and doing what the will, will of the Lord was. He didn't forsake one aspect of the Lord's will to pick up another. Amen. It's similar to, um, if we can think about it, when Christ is at the helm, when he's truly leading his body as he, it's already been purposed for him to do, everything will be done right. And it'll be well done. Everything will be completed. Nothing will be lost or left out. And so Paul, as he's being led by the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is driving this bus. So Holy Spirit's going, well, I know what I purpose for my disciples to receive from you. So I'm going to drive you around there, have you make these loops as you go and continue what I asked you to do. And it's similar to when Jesus was um, told about Lazarus' death. He was in another city on a mission from an assignment from the Holy Spirit. And when the word came that Lazarus was sick, Jesus didn't drop everything and fly over there to take care of him, to keep him from dying. But he finished the work of the Lord where he was, And then when it was the right time, he went back to deal with Lazarus and it ended up raising him from the dead. So Lazarus did go ahead and die, but it wasn't what everybody else thought it was. It wasn't any natural um, accounting of what was happening in the situation, but it was a holy situation that the Holy Spirit had set up and ordained. And so more people were blessed by Jesus staying where he was two more days Mm -hmm. and then going than if he had stopped his journey early and flew over there to try to prevent something because people were, they were anxious or they were afraid or any of those other things, but walking in the perfect will of God, everything will be done right, righteously, completely and thoroughly. And the Lord will truly be glorified. How much more glory did God get in raising Lazarus from the dead? Right. Amen. And the lives that were touched when he finished the course where he was before he went back for Lazarus, how much more fulfillment happened and blessing and lives were touched when Jesus just did what the Lord asked him to do, what the Holy Spirit was leading him to do than if he had thought his own plan out and, and moved in by that. So that's happening here as well. The Lord is able to meet all things because he's the one who set up all the lives, all the courses, all the journeys. He's made them intersect. He knew where they would be. He knew when they would be there. He knew what stage they would be at, what they would need to have as closure or fulfillment to finish their leg of the journey. So Paul could finish his leg of the journey. God is able to do all of those things, whereas we are limited. 
we can only do what we can think of. And even that we carry out poorly, you know, our highlight reel, if you will, is, <laughs> is a highlight reel with very, very jaded glasses, rose colored glasses upon rose colored glasses. excessive amounts of grace towards ourselves. Exactly. And that's our, our piddly little highlight reel. When, when we had come to Christ, we could have done something truly, <laughs> truly noteworthy. Um, but also while we're talking about this, I just want to point out about the disciples and the the word that they were bringing. Look at who's talking. They are disciples, right? Back to verse um, four, when they were telling Paul, hey, don't go there, right? That what they were understanding was that they, he should not go. And then Agabus comes and says, this is just what's going to happen to you. Not don't go, but just be forewarned, understand the information as the Holy Spirit is revealing it. Mm-hmm. There's a something, a concept here. The disciples are being raised up. So in essence, they're still children in the Lord. So their gifts are starting to work, but they're not all the way perfected yet. They're still in the course of learning how to hear from the Lord. And it's not um, a negative to them. It's not a deterrent or saying, oh, they're false. Or It's not in, none of that, but they're disciples. They're Amen. children coming up in the Lord, and children absolutely hear from God. They just may not have all the information yet or understand how to process it before the Lord fully or just even learning the... Um, they're, the they're still receiving instruction. On how to hear from the Lord. Absolutely. How to receive from the Lord and to deliver a word from the Lord. Well, Agabus is already a seasoned prophet which the Lord sends him to make clarification as to what the will of the Lord is, right? Because he's a, I would say a papa in the faith, whereas as these are, these are juniors, these are babies in the faith coming up, learning to ride their bikes, their prophetic bikes. They're learning to (laughs) do those things. And it's not a, you know, it's not a slander or a negative against them just to say they're still learning, Um, which is the next point like um, that you guys mentioned in the previous episode, we're accountable to do what God tells us. We all remember the prophet that the Lord said, go in one way, don't go back the, the same way, don't eat or drink, keep going, deliver your message and get out of town. Do you guys remember yes. him? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then another prophet said, whoa, my friend, I'm a prophet of the Lord just like you are. Don't the Lord speak through me? He gave me a message for you. He said, come back and eat, right? Come to my house. <laughs> Specifically, right? And so the prophet that was given instruction by the Lord dishonored and disobeyed what God actually told him, and it cost him, right? Yes. A, a premature death. But that was the Lord saying, I already told you, son. And, you know, there's some prides and other things that the Lord was working on in that that particular prophet. And then the one who came and lied afterwards did get a word from the Lord and said, oops, you shouldn't have listened to my lie and should have just done what the Lord said. Now you are going to die. So there's that accountability that we have always to do what the Lord tells us to do. Once we know for certain what God said, we don't go back on it. We don't question, right? We just keep moving and let the Lord reveal and we keep trusting. Um, but that's also a matter of what is our our choice and our will before God Are we going to do what he wants us to do? Now, because the Lord already knew that Paul desired to do that, his perfect will, he kept encouraging him. And there was a strengthening of his faith in this process. It was testing it, right? Because we know that the testing of our faith produces patience. It it produces a good thing when we pass the test each time. 
but it wasn't testing to go, are you going to fall away? It wasn't necessarily a testing like that. It was strengthening him, strengthening him to finish the course because we know at Jerusalem, Paul didn't die. Whereas to the disciples, the, the ones that were in verse four, they thought he was going to die. They, they didn't understand. No, it was just chains. But in Acts chapter 19, the Lord had already told Paul, you're going to see Rome. You got to go to Rome, right? Yes. And he needed him to get there in the way that the Lord wanted him to get there, not the way he had always been. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. Cause there's a lot, a lot to process, a lot to do. I'll say a lot of the Holy Spirit to minister to us on. Amen. Amen. All right. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right. Let Charles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you've given us wisdom and your knowledge, Lord. And we just thank you that we have this opportunity to be ministered to, Lord, first by you, Lord, and by others. And Lord, we just thank you that you are cultivating the things that are inside of us, Lord, and helping us to walk more proficiently in them, Lord, and in you. Lord, we also just thank you for those who are listening to this, Lord, and we thank you for those who are around us, Lord, that you are blessing them and you're bringing them into your full, Lord, if they are not saved. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Jesus name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.